The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Do you know what we didn't mention off the top of the show? That this, of course, is Monday, which means it's time for another edition of The Hoot. Now, this week, Rob Roach, Director of Inside Economics and Research at ATB Financial, pulled the short straw. Hey, Rob. <laughs> Hello, Andrew. <laughs> Hello, Rob. Hi, Jaylen. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you right now, Rob? Down in Calgary? Down in very snowy Calgary, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, before we get into your topic, I saw over the weekend that uh, an advisory, they had closed the white, or not the white, but what's your uh, thing called? Deerfoot. Almost the entire thing. And I saw pictures of them lifting cars out of the ditch with cranes. How much snow did you get? Oh, we got, I think, all total, it, it has to be almost 10, 12 centimeters. Oh, huh, wow. And it, it was that big, thick, heavy snow, and uh. it was really foggy. It was... It was a good old-fashioned winter storm. Wow. Wow. Yeah, we got a lot of snow here over the weekend, too. We did, but we know how to the drive Friday night. for the yeah. most part. So. <laughs> We're a little bit more used to, the, yeah. to that, eh? Well, you guys do get more snow, so you are more used to it. <laughs> yeah, uh. no Chinooks. So, Rob, you wanted to talk about uh, self-employment in Alberta. Uh-huh. Go. Well, um, a really important uh, slice of the labor market in Alberta are self-employed people. Um, almost one in five. So about 17% of people say that self-employment is their main huh. form of employment. And if you added people who are self-employed on the side, maybe they um, have a job with an employer but also have a small business on the side, it's probably well over a fifth. So a big piece of um, our labor market in Alberta is self-employment. And one of the things that comes up a lot is when we have a downturn like we just had in Alberta, a sustained recession, uh, the question is, will self-employment spike? Um, and the, the concern is that if it spikes during a downturn, that's probably a sign that people are being pushed into it. So oh, they okay. were working, they can't find a job, and so they say, well, I'll give self-employment a try. <laughs> and it might mean they're not making as much as they were and that the employment is um, more precarious. So we took a look, and good news, we did not see a spike in self-employment uh, during the last recession. Now, let me stop you there for a second. Why is that necessarily good news? Well, you know, it's... It, we always have to kind of, uh, it's a bit of a guessing game, but if self-employment changes, you know, as a percentage of, of the labor force slowly, we'd want to look at that and say, is this a change in the nature of work or mm-hmm. Albertans um, more interested in, in, in entrepreneurial options? Are they being forced into it because of the lack of jobs or automated technologies? But when it spikes, um, that's usually a sign that something dramatic is happening, like a recession is pushing people into I see. self-employment. The same as if we saw a big drop. It might say that, you know, our small business sector um, was really, really struggling um, uh, during the recession. And so it's good news because we didn't see that sort of sudden up or down movement. It suggests that there's some stability and that our self-employed um, segment of the labor market, they might not be doing great, but at least it wasn't a collapse or, a, you know, this large spike that suggests people were forced into it. Okay, so that's the big number. So then you have to take that number, as economists like to do, and pull it apart a little bit because that's a just a base number of people who are self-employed and it didn't change dramatically. But the other factors would be how successfully self-employed they were, and I suppose that would be measured by their income and the number of employees. 
Yeah, well, on the first uh, part of that, the income side, unfortunately, we don't have up-to-date statistics. We don't know, for example, did the average uh, revenues that a small business is bringing in as a self-employed person, uh, did they go up or down? I'm going to guess that like everybody in Alberta, or not everybody, like many um, uh, businesses and, and workers in Alberta, the recession did push those numbers down. But we don't have actual data. What we do know is on the second uh, issue, the number of self-employed people who have employees did go down by about 13%. On average, about 15,000 fewer self-employed people had employees working for mm, them that in is 2017 compared to the peak before the recession in 2014. So wait a minute, let's that's, put that in perspective, uh, Rob, for a second, because I want to, those people who were working for somebody that considered themselves, stated themselves to be self-employed, those people are actually employed, though, not self-employed, right? They're employees. Yeah, yeah. so there's the night before survey asks you, what's your main form of employment? And you can say an employee, or you can say self-employed. Okay. And so self-employed okay. also hire people. Right. Um, most self-employed people are what we call a sole proprietorship. They're, they're, they don't have any staff. But about a third of them do have you know, one or more people working for them. So I would imagine, again, I'd be guessing a little bit here, but if you know the economic times were what they were, and you were already self-employed at that point, time when the the downturn occurred, the recession occurred, that possibly you go back into the field, uh, you stop just manning a desk, maybe you replace one or two of your employees uh, and do the job yourself. Yeah, and, and that fact that the, the number of um, self-employed Albertans who had paid staff did drop, pretty good sign that, that, that they were struggling and that revenue wasn't coming in the way it was. Um, so yeah, you're right, Andrew, people might say, you know, I had a bookkeeper that I had hired, maybe I'll just do the books myself, or I had an extra person helping me, you know, maybe I'm a plumber, and I hired an apprentice, maybe I said, well, I'm going to have to just uh, cut back and, mm. and, and cover this myself. So not a surprise, you know, during a recession, that's the kind of decisions that self-employed people have to make. What we do want to watch for is going forward, hopefully we'll see those numbers come back up, mm -hmm. um, you know, now that the recovery is underway. Yeah, and you know what, that's why I asked you earlier why it was necessarily... Uh, good news about uh, the numbers not spiking because, of course, for the reasons I just mentioned, that self-employed can oftentimes employ people, though, can that, and that can help us through. I mean, I'm thinking about a scenario like a guy who's got his own business where he shovels snow or cuts grass, um, maybe picks up two or three helpers and, and takes them off unemployment lines to give them at least temporary work. So... You know, it's, it's, Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a, a good thing. that a larger business, you know, we saw during the recession, um, especially in sectors like oil and gas and construction, uh, companies cut, cut staff to save money to try to, to make, things, make things work. Self-employed people, small businesses had to do the same thing, and that is reflected in that drop. Um, so even though the number of self-employed people, you're right, did stay stable, we did see that, that drop in the number of employees, which, hmm. you know, makes sense during a recession, and that's what we want to see hopefully get back to where it was. Yeah, that's the more significant stat for sure. So why should we give a hoot about this? Well, I think there's a couple reasons. One, I think it's good to remember that, you know, uh, almost a fifth, uh, one in five of, of Alberta's workers are self-employed, um, and that we need to pay attention to that, that segment. But also, I think it's important because, you know, this is where entrepreneurialism really comes alive. You can be an entrepreneur in a, in a larger enterprise, but it's the folks who go out, hang out their shingle and say, I'm going to start something new. Um, you know, that's really where it hits the ground. And so we want to make sure that sector is supported, and so we want to keep track of how they're doing. And, and that's what we'll do as the recovery continues. 
Sounds good. Rob Roach, Director of Insight and Economics Research, ATB Financial. Always a pleasure. Are you on uh, duty next week, or is it uh, the other guy? back next week. So <laughs> look forward to that. Right on. Thanks a lot, Rob. Thanks. Have a great day. You too. on Thursday. Are you interested in them at all? We'll watch, yeah. Yeah, yeah it'll become part of our nightly uh, watching. We'll watch the Canadian coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, the Americans seem to have a bigger budget for it, but they tend to only highlight the American athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, I like some of the backstories. Yeah. You know, the B-stories. Yes. The B-reels, yeah. The B-reels, those stories. I, I, I do enjoy the Olympics. I mean, you know, you wait for... I enjoy hockey more so than the other sports. Going, but, but when you don't have the NHL players playing... I know. Wait and see. Do you think it's going to be that much of a draw? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they're still wearing a maple leaf, right? So they represent our country. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it'll be good hockey, I'm sure. It's Olympic-level hockey, so it should be just fine. Uh, Some of the other sports, though, I find interesting to watch them and try and figure out what the rules are, (laughs) right? Or how they judge them. I don't know if it's winter or summer, uh, but Taekwondo, Mm. you know, and Hunter took Taekwondo for 10 years. So you'd think... You know everything there is to know about Taekwondo. And then you see the Canadian guy, like, not scoring at all. He's like, well, who's doing the rules for Taekwondo here? Like, I don't I don't even know if it's an Olympic sport anymore. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. And I like watching the other... I like hearing the stories about athletes that have, um, you know, overcome yeah. hardship or who set a record or... Whatever. Like I say, though, you watch the Americans. It's like well, uh, some of the more some American of the stuff, coverage. Uh, last night, even during the uh, the Super Bowl, they had a, a great little profile commercial on uh, what's her name, Lindsey Vaughn, yeah, the skier mm-hmm. who blew her knee out, and it started with her just being a little girl in her little outfits and all the going oh, down really? the hill. It was just oh my gosh, you just pull on the heartstrings. And well, there's there's and the guy one. that uh, really had that bad injury. The Snowboarder, is it Sean Smith? Sorry, not 100% sure. But uh, he's got the red hair. Mm. Yeah, and again, that one too, these comeback kids, and you think, oh my gosh, you know, you blew your knee out, you blew your whatever out, and then you're back up there doing it. Yeah, I know. eh? Well, blew my knee out, and I've never didn't finish rehab. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's sort of a joy and a concern all at the same time when you watch the Canadians compete in winter sports, like skiing Mm -hmm. and, you know, whatever. I was going to say luge, but any skiing sport, right? Where you think, man, we complain that our country is full of snow nine months of the year. So it's like, well, we should excel Mm -hmm. then, shouldn't we, at winter? Yeah, I mean, we do okay. But I do like watching the Canadians ski. Bobsled the skeleton. And again, I'm no expert on any Olympic sport, honestly, but it feels like the Canadians sometimes compete with reckless abandonment, which I just, <laughs> you know, I mean, for years, I don't know if it's still true, for years we sort of had that Sean reputation. White, the we had that reputation of being the crazy Canucks, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, especially when one or two of us tested positive for marijuana after winning a gold. Ross Rebliati. <laughs> yeah, that's just... Ross Rebliati. Which is weird. I can't remember what the story was there, except to say it's not really a performance enhancement no, drug. No, no. It's more of a nap-inducing drug. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would actually give him a second medal. You did what? <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Sitting at the top of the hill. Right, exactly. Doritos. You get this medal and a gift certificate to the keg. <laughs> oh... 
Hey, what about this? Are you a Paul Simon fan? Um, yeah, I'm. I I, I liked uh, his Graceland album. I'm a sure. Simon and Garfunkel fan, going so way back. He's announced uh, Homeward Bound will be his farewell tour, tour yeah. and that's it. It's going to start uh, in Vancouver. I don't think it's making an Edmonton stop at all. But you know, if you're a Paul Simon fan, of course, very sad. It's always sad when your favorite band does well, their farewell tour. Elton John just uh, announced a couple of weeks ago uh, his farewell tour, but I think the farewell tour is lasting three years. Well, and Elton, then Neil Diamond retiring yes. as well because of the Parkinson's diagnosis. That's right. And Elton John, since you bring him up, uh, he actually announced his farewell tour in 1977. <laughs> uh, it took two years before he was back on tour again. There's been a long history of them. Judas Priest uh, announced in 2011. Two years later, they were back on tour. Well, didn't the Eagles? Um, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Tina Turner Fleet did in 2000. She took eight years to return. Cher in 2002 took 10 years but returned. And should note, during that time, she had a Las Vegas show the entire time. So that's not really Trust me, on tour or not on tour. The entire time. Nine Inch Nails. Mm-hmm. They announced their farewell tour in 2009. And four years later, they were back on tour again. Kiss, 2000. Mm. Uh, it took them two years to get back on tour. Ozzy Osbourne, three years. The Who. Crazy. The Who in 1982 said, that's it, we're done. And then it took seven years for mm. them to come back. Here's probably one of the more famous ones. Frank Sinatra in 1971 mm. said, I'm done. He said it just like that. I'm done. No more tours. And uh, two years later, he was back on tour again. Hmm. Fleetwood Mac, I remember going to their farewell tour years ago in Edmonton. Yeah, exactly. The first or second. Yeah. yeah. Molly Cruz on their third final tour, no? <laughs> <laughs> and remember Cream? That was mm. uh, Eric Clapton's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They. Uh, I, I wish I'd seen Sinatra. Gosh. Actually. You, know, you, you saw him at the Stampede I did, years I did. back. Not at the Stampede, but at the Saddle Dome oh, in yeah. Calgary. Cream in 1968 said they're done touring. Yep. They returned. Uh, 37 years later. And this is the explanation given by Eric Clapton. Given the fact that we are all still capable of playing together, I thought it would be a fitting tribute to ourselves <laughs> while we still could. Eric Clapton in 2007 said I'll just that. make a little bit more money. Exactly. I also wonder, is like, what, what's that number in your bank account that uh, has to get to? You think, oh, yeah, I'm going to go touring again. $26 million. I've done the math many times. $26 million takes care of everybody, including you, just so you know. Well, that's changed in the last year. Well, I've, I've sharpened the pencil a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like at this point, you make it three years with somebody on radio, you probably should take care of them before you leave. I mean, I'm not going to make you rich, but, you know, you won't suffer. No. Yeah. Like, it's sort of like this show. I was going to say, like the last three years? <laughs> not making you rich and you won't suffer too badly. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.